I like it when you're doing it, so. <laughs> That's a perfect way to start. Uh, what's up, guys? My name's Nick Graves. This is the podcast at home. As you know, if you're listening to it, uh, every week I have a different guest, and we talk about anything and kind of everything, and it goes off in crazy, awesome, weird directions. Uh, my guest today is someone I've been super excited to have on, my friend Ryan Gagnon. Hey, guys. What's up? Man, I'm very happy to... You have, like, a really good energy... I genuinely appreciate that. That's awesome to hear. It's very I- true. <laughs> because a lot of times, like, I, I look at the guests as, like, being, like, a co-host. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of turns into whatever they want it to turn into. So I was like, what's a Ryan Gagnon episode going to look oh, like? Oh, man. I, have, I feel like I have so much power now. Hey, man. <laughs> They're like, you know, let's call power, this the Power pod- corrupts, you know? <laughs> the pod- Absolutely. The podcast at home with Ryan Gagnon. <laughs> oh, man. So I met Ryan uh, doing open mics at Nature, yeah. which you guys should go to uh, Sundays Absolutely. and Thursdays. Sundays at what time? Uh, Sundays at... 8.30, I think, sign-ups begin at 8 o'clock, right. and then uh, Thursday, you can sign up starting at 10 a.m., and it begins also at 8.30, I believe. Right, and you guys should all go. There are a lot of great comics there. Uh, Ryan Goodwin, who's been on this show, uh, he performs there. Shannon Burke has started performing there. Mm-hmm. Michael Almanzar, so you guys should definitely come out. Um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to get the ball rolling here. All right. I used to rolling. have like a book... With specific things where I was like, I wonder like if they could get anything out of this. But now I just kind of just wing it from the hip and like wing, wing it. it. All right, yeah, sounds good. So, fun. so we got no like no topics. We'll just kind of we're just jump. gonna talk. I, right, I, I'm just, okay with that. I'm I'm, yeah, ask see. you some stuff and All just right. like you know. So you you actually just told me that you were. You had a job interview tomorrow. Yeah, I have a job interview with Lockheed Martin, so hopefully I get it. Otherwise, this is going to be a really embarrassing episode um, to look back on. I'll be like, <laughs> you're going to replay the episode and just have that clip loop. I have an interview. I have an interview. Oh, it's oh, no. a constant reminder of my failures. So you it's like want... talking to my dad on the phone. <laughs> I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. That's, that's me. I, uh, so you want to be a software developer? Yes, ideally. Oh, by the way, my dad's super supportive of me. That was a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> in case he hears this. <laughs> same. I know my dad's not going to listen, but just in case, same. <laughs> but uh, so what, is that, what does that entail exactly? Um, well, currently I'm doing web development stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working on my senior design project. Nice. Which uh, is actually really cool. We're, uh, there's, there's a PhD... There's a bunch of PhD students and a professor who's our mentor for the project, and they wrote uh, an algorithm that takes a blood sample mm-hmm. and it turns it into a 3D representation of the blood sample. Oh, wow. And uh, basically, uh, doctors can use that to detect cancer like really early on in patients. And so, what we're going to do is actually what, what, what we're doing rather is making the website. It's kind of a plausibility thing. Like, we're proving that we can make this as our senior design project. Right. Um, and the, it's just a website that makes it actually functional for the doctors to do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So is that is that where you want to go with it? Like, you want to be a part of things that are kind of, like, socially beneficial? or? I mean, ideally. I, I guess the, the goal for everyone would be eventually, like, to help out society. Yeah. To benefit everyone. But um, it, this, I, I didn't actually choose this project explicitly. I actually wanted to make... Uh, a Rubik's Cube alarm clock. Oh, that would be <laughs> Patent awesome. pending. So uh, don't get any ideas. How would that work? You have to solve it for it to turn off? Exactly, exactly. So you would scramble it before you go to bed, and uh, you, when the alarm goes off in the morning, you couldn't turn it off until you solved it. That is so. awesome. I almost wish you didn't say it, because I don't want anyone to take that idea. That's that, so I, I have I have enough emails and stuff written down to myself that, that I, I know, I know where the idea it. came from, and if... I don't know. Um, you got good luck. So, <laughs> so you know, like you yourself already know how to make this. No, no. I mean, I have ideas. Right. Uh, it's that's a further down the line thing when I have the money to and money and time to invest into it. Right. But uh, it's just an idea I had, and I try. I proposed it as my senior design project, and not enough people were actually interested in that because Why? it's less of a software. Well. It's not much of a software project as much as it is like there is an app. It would be it would be an application related to it, right. but um, so it's less of a software project and it's all computer science senior right. design. So it's explicitly or not explicitly software, but that's the main focus. Right. So that's and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a project that was up to scale because senior design takes two full semesters of school. Okay. And it's just it like I, I we started in the, in the fall and we're going all the way until April. 
with the same project and the same group members in the same class. Okay. And so that's, you know, it, it has to carry on through all that. So it has to be a project that's big enough to do all that. Okay, nice. Man, I, well, I hope in like five or ten years I look in the stores <laughs> and I see like Rubik's Cube alarm clock. No, I also would, hope that. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I would probably hit you up and be like, can I borrow some cash, man? Is yeah, that hell yeah, cool? man. I got you. <laughs> so I know that you actually, like you are like a fan of like the Rubik's Cube. I have one in my pocket. Oh, awesome. I actually, <laughs> he actually does. That is great. I, when I was younger... There were a bunch of us because it seemed. I mean, it's always been like a big thing. It start. It became big in the eighties, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It, I think it was. I think uh, Erno Rubik invented it in the early eighties or late. I'm not actually sure of the year, mm-hmm. but um, and w- what's funny is when he invented it, uh-huh. uh, he actually didn't know, or they couldn't solve it. Like the, they, the methods weren't developed yet, and he worked with a whole bunch of mathematicians. And don't quote me on this; cause I'm not 100 percent sure this happened. I've just read stuff about this. I'm not sure, but uh, supposedly they weren't sure if you could solve it any other way than just doing the exact movements that you did to scramble it. Oh damn! And like, so they spent. It took him a month working with all these mathematicians to actually solve it for the first time. Shit! And he's the guy who made it. <laughs> have you ever done any of the bigger ones, like the five by five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I have a five by five is the biggest one I have. Okay. See, I had the five. By five for a while, and I would just look at it and be like, "This isn't happening." Probably, <laughs> it, it's pretty overwhelming. It, it's really that's a really time-consuming one. I don't I don't play with that unless I have like time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> See, it seemed like around I'd probably say maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like at least where I was in South Florida, it got really popular again, mm-hmm. and a bunch of my friends started doing this. I was like, "I got to get in on this," but there was like a small, dedicated, nerdy group of us who actually like. I got my time down eventually to like twenty five seconds. Really, I was really that's, good. That's at awesome. It. I've never got I, my record was like thirty three. I think 30, but yeah. see, I can't solve one now. Oh. It complete. There was a that's time, crazy. I loved it so much. There was yeah. a time where in class she had a. Uh, the teacher saw that me and my friend John were doing it, mm-hmm. and so she had us like compete in the front of the class. So we were just these two dweebs doing it, <laughs> we were like all the like jocks and stuff. And he solved it twice before I solved it once. I got like wow. super anxious. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. Now, are you one of those that can like, if you have it scrambled, can you look at it and deduce like, okay, this needs to go here, or do you follow? Um, I just, I just followed the steps. I can do, I can, I can do the uh, the cross. Right. Like I can, I can look at it, do the inspection, which is, they give you like in actual competitions, they give you a fifteen second inspection, and um, so you look at it and you figure out the quickest way. To make your initial cross, right. and um, that's that. I, I can do that, and then like the idea is to be able to do that without looking at the cube. Like look at it, figure it out, and then like blindfold yourself and then solve the cross. Damn. Because if you do that, then what you can do eventually is start solving the cross. And while you're solving the cross, just in like by muscle memory almost, you can start working. You can start paying attention to where the rest of the stuff goes and where the next steps are. Okay. So like look ahead is right. the is the idea. Yeah. So you've been a part of competition. No, not not really. I only actually got into this uh, last year, okay. early early last year. Nice. But um, but yeah, it's been recent. But I'm uh, I'm now actually the office or an officer. I'm not sure if there's multiple of the Rubik's Cube Club at UCF. That's awesome. Which is cool. They asked me, to, which you should. I was come, about to say, I totally you should want definitely to go. go. Uh, we meet Fridays at 3 p.m. If anyone else is interested in joining, we just hang out in the student union, solve cool cubes, and hang out. And some like, if you want to learn how to solve a cube, we can help you do that too. So Sweet. it's a lot of fun. I was told. Do you guys have like a page or anything? Oh uh, yeah, there's a Facebook page. Um, I'll I'll we'll put a link in this somewhere. Yeah. yeah so I'll definitely I'll be all be able to get. On I'm there. already wearing a sweater vest. I should be in that club. <laughs> I have. You're like to. designed for it. <laughs> there are there are two things I could be doing right now. That or like being stuffed into a locker. And we're both so, wearing black V-necks. We're both wearing also. black V-necks. Yeah. Hey man. There you go. Jared Jared's in here. He didn't get the memo. No, he didn't wear black, black V-necks. V-neck. <laughs> kind of embarrassing, man. <laughs> so what are like what are your big interests? So oh, software man. development, you're super passionate about. Right? Yeah, That's definitely. Like your, okay. Yeah. I mean that's that's where the that's where my career will go. Right. So um, I, I unless comedy takes off, in which yeah. case I'll do both anyway. Cause, Would you say that's like a that's like a sub passion, or you're equally passionate about? Uh, it I've been passionate about like computer stuff like since I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I mean I've always also wanted to do stand up comedy, but that was a more recent reality for me. Right. So like I've spent you know the past like five years working on this degree. I might as well. Yeah. And it's there's just really, really good money in computer science, yeah, no, <laughs> which is awesome. I'm not just doing it for the money, but the money's but it good. So. It's nice to know you'll have a roof over your head. Yeah, exactly. You know. So how did you get into... Well, I'm actually going to ask you both. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the, the computer 
thing? Um, well, what's funny is I grew up. My dad, my dad's uh, he he does he like tunes muscle cars mm-hmm. for a living, and so I grew up around cars and mm-hmm. like people working on cars and doing all car stuff, and I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> and, and I like I learned some cool stuff, but it just it didn't. I, maybe it's because I was around it from such an early age that I was like kind of it was bland to me almost because it was just second, it was just right there, right. you know, and so I was like, well. There's more interesting things. Yeah. Yeah, it's right in front of me all the time. Like, my dad would pick me up from school in, like, a different, like, muscle car every day. And, like, I was still a loser. So (laughs) that didn't really help. (laughs) People would be like, wow, look at that cool car. Oh, right, Ryan's going to be there. (laughs) Ryan, it's not that cool. They're like, oh, never mind. (laughs) I don't care how fast. He picked me up once in middle school uh, in what was at the time the fastest 4GT in the entire world that he had helped build and tune. And even that. Couldn't Holy make me cool. shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, eh, he's getting in that car. Ooh. Like he's gonna be doing Rubik's cubes one yeah, day. <laughs> and he thinks comedy is gonna be a, like a viable career path. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm, I'm curious about that too. Because when I, uh, it was you and Ryan Goodwin when I first met. Mm-hmm. I automatically assumed like, oh, these guys like that's like that's their probably like their number one thing. But then Ryan Goodwin's also very. Oh yeah, Ryan. Ryan wants Ryan wants music more than comedy a lot. Which I man, I respect it so much. He's amazing at it too. But fuck <laughs> Ryan Goodwin, not his episode. Fuck you. Ryan. Yeah, fuck you, Ryan Goodwin. <laughs> but what like what got you into comedy? What was like your? Um, well, I mean, when I was a kid, I'd watch like tons of Comedy Central presents and like oh, stand yeah, yeah. specials and stuff, and I always liked. I love making people laugh. Obviously, yeah. It's, well, I guess we all do. That's why we're here. Yeah. Um, but. I just, I always wanted to do it. I remember, like, telling jokes that I would hear to people. I, w- I would hear, like, jokes on the radio on my way to school, and then I would, like, tell all those jokes to all my friends in elementary school and, like, try to get laughs out of everyone. Yeah. And it just, it was just always something I did, and I always, like, I like, I like to, whenever I, like, meet someone, like, I, it's almost like a subconscious, I just try to make them laugh in some yeah. way, shape, or form, you know? Like, if I'm at work, like, I work at Barnes & Noble right now, and until Lockheed hires me, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I'll just, like, even if I'm just catching someone out of the register, like, I still try and communicate with them and have, like, a little heart, not a heart-to-heart, but, like, like you know, like, ha- make them have a good experience, yeah. you know, like, from coming out of that, because a lot of times people working in retail aren't looking forward, to, aren't trying to do that. Yeah. They're just, like, they're just pissed off that they're I there. I hate my job. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, why do I have to do this? Oh, all these customers are assholes. Yeah. It's like, no, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're probably the one person who works at Barnes & Noble who's, like, looks happy to be there, you know? I, I get that, actually. That's <laughs> like, awesome. I've, I've been told that. Right. Like, so, because I can, I can tell watching you on stage... Because it's a different, it's a completely different experience for me. Like, don't get me wrong, I love mm-hmm. making people laugh. Uh, when I like look out into the crowd and see people genuinely enjoying something, that makes me so happy. Yeah. But a lot of it, and I'm curious as to how this is for you, a lot of it is for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because I kind of when you're on stage, you get to kind of like, you can either be someone you're not, or maybe be like a fully realized version of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. And something I've noticed about your comedy that I love is I can tell you're having so much fun just saying this. <laughs> oh stuff. yeah, I, I love it. Like, I have so much fun doing that. Every because you do something that I'm trying to get more into, mm-hmm. where you do like uh, a lot of the long form stuff where you mm-hmm. tell these stories. And every time I'm like, this is just Ryan having a good time telling stories to friends, but he's like broken it down into comedy, which yeah. is awesome. It's a lot of a lot of my bits. I actually like when I'm when I'm developing bits. Like I'll come up with something and then I'll like write down like one keyword just to remind myself about it. But like when I'm actually developing the material, I just I do that just talking to my friends, you know, and just like or talking to whoever I'm talking to and just like telling. I'll like tell that story and I'll like tell it to you know this person, that person, and then it becomes something that I can work on and release actually on stage. Yeah. And but even then, like I feel like most of them, like the best punchlines and most of the best, like, just the moments where I'm like, oh, man, that was awesome. Like, I'm so proud of that. Happen, like, just happen when I'm on stage. Yeah. Like, they, like it's just in the moment. And, it's an organic. Yeah, like, exactly. And I, I love that. Nice. It's, it's just awesome. I, I get so mad when I see certain comedians that I really like have a joke that I feel like should not be better, but should be received better. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. That's a great joke. Yeah, that's a really good joke. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> like this is because I mean I love nature to death. It's one of my favorite places. Tough Sometimes crap. I can be super <laughs> tough. Sometimes people there just do not give a mm-hmm. shit. You have this joke 
And it's one of those jokes where I was like, fuck, I wish I would have thought of it. Because <laughs> Ian Van Leer has one, too. I want to have one eventually. He has one, too. But yours is uh, about how you want to have basically a reverse heist. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to rob a bank, but in reverse. <laughs> it, it's an elaborate deposit, is what I call it. Yeah. Every time I hear that, I'm like, that's perfect. And then sometimes the room is just so cold. I'm yeah. like, don't you guys have hearts and souls? <laughs> Don't you want to laugh? That's a, that's the kind of place where I don't think people specifically go for the open mic. Especially not the comedy. Especially yeah. not the comedy. The the music, which is always great, then mm-hmm. sure, but man. So, how do you feel about the whole, like, the process of bombing? I had this discussion with someone else. Because I, to be honest with you, I've gotten to the point where I love bombing. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> It still makes me sad inside, <laughs> but at the same—not a great feeling. But at, a, but at the same time, there's a part of me, and I'm not a naturally uh, aggressive person at all. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't tell, oh, I know. <laughs> even by the sound of my voice. <laughs> but seeing seeing people not react to something just flicks on something in my brain, and I'm like, I gotta turn around. I gotta turn around. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it doesn't work. Yeah. But so, what do you like? How do you feel in that moment? Um. Well, I. I think the worst the worst bombing experience I've had was um, over at Dandelion Community the Community Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a vegan cafe down in the Milk District, and uh, I it was a actual like stand up competition. Oh wow! They had a whole bunch of comedians come out there and like, but most of the people who were there had been doing it for years and years, and I'd been doing it for a year. Oh, <laughs> and and uh, I just I got I got nervous. My bits like I, I I couldn't decide which bits I wanted to tell, and I just threw like four things together, it was really short, it were like four minute sets, and I just, I had a terrible time, and I got a, like, they had the crowd rank us on a scale of like one to ten, like with whiteboards, Um, they picked like five people in the crowd to score, to be scorekeepers, and someone gave me a 4.1 out of (laughs) ten, and and I was just like, oh, but, I don't know, I think, I think bombing, uh, like, what it does for me is, it motivates me to actually work on my bits more yeah. and not just like, I don't know. I, I do like winging it. Yeah. That's, that's fun for me, but I know that I need to put actual work into it. You yeah. Know? And that's, that's like bombing really, really puts that really like hits that and nails that in and cements that I know that I should actually spend some time. time to, yeah, yeah. And it's because it's not like, I mean, it's, it's a, a skill like anything, you know, exactly. and like you have to, you have to work on it. Like you can't, I, I took guitar lessons for two years when I was in junior high, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how the fuck to play guitar <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't practice. Yeah. I would I would go into the lessons and I would play and whatever, but I wouldn't practice between those lessons, so my I wouldn't develop anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of that would cement it in there, and so like I think that's comparable to spending time on your material at home and like just or me, even with other comedians like workshopping yeah. and doing stuff like that is just so important and bombing I think is the biggest thing that tells me go do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cuz otherwise I, yeah. And you see it so much at uh some of the open mics we've been to uh oftentimes people will go up and you can tell that this wasn't necessarily material that they'd really spent time with. Mm-hmm. That they really sat down, thought about why it's funny, why it connects. And what's fortunate for uh, you, I'd say, is that you have a very, you have a transferable personality to stand up. Like your personality on stage, I'm, I'm. That's that feels like you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I appreciate that. That's how I. That's how I try it. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> thought about like doing like a persona or like? I have. I'm I'm interested in like acting a little bit, but I've never done much, and I I'm terrible at like impressions and voices. Like I can't even do like an accent right. Like if There's I try to do like game at the end of every episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, this is gonna be a mess. <laughs> like if I tried to do an Australian accent, it would probably come out like Arabic. Like that's how bad I am at this stuff. So like I I'm interested in that, but it's like I don't know how to make myself do that. Right. Yeah. But that that could be part of the fun though because I. I have a very, I have like a super like monotone voice. I'm like a quiet guy, so I've been trying to think of ways to work around that. Cause I wanna, I wanna one day do stand up in a character. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking about things that like associate with that, and like how I can bring out this part of my personality. You know, because uh, the other day I after I performed, I was telling my friend Jared, I was like, I feel so good after I do stand up, and I think it's because I get to be someone I'm not in real life. Because on stage, I. This when I first started, I was kind of deadpan, but mm-hmm. then I've worked my way up to being like more energetic and 
I told Jared, I was like, I think it's because I get, I have fun because I get to be someone I'm not. And he was like, well, no, I just think that's like actually who you are. And yeah. so you're happy that you get to show that. And I was like, damn. That's a much better way of looking at it. Right? Yeah, that's good. That was the light bulb moment. I was like, holy shit, he may be right. It's, it's all you. I mean, even, even like actors who play like, you know, a million different roles, like it's all, they, they become that role. And that's like, that's part of them, you know, like they're, they're putting on that persona but it's still like i mean like if you're playing a racist you're probably not actually a racist but yeah. <laughs> but you at least like you can reflect part of you into that role exactly exactly who are some of your uh like your big inspirations in comedy oh man um i my favorite my favorite comedian growing up was uh dimitri martin oh yeah nice. i love dimitri martin my comedy is nothing like dimitri martin's it's not <laughs> it's not nearly as smart or like like that kind of deadpan almost like yeah uh, not not like that at all but that he was definitely like someone who i i would watch and i would like encourage me to like want to do stand-up same and um another brian regan brian because that man great that man found a way to make Everyone laugh. Yes, like his comedy's clean, clean. Yeah, and it's just it's just so funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, anyone can relate to it, and anyone can enjoy it, and that's amazing. He had a joke. I remember hearing it on Pandora in maybe high school, or maybe it was like my first years of college. About it was just about how they have those jars that are mixed of peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. And it's hilarious. And I was like, this is an older white man joking about peanut butter and jelly. And he's making me, a young black dude, somehow be like, he's so right. Yeah. That is Yeah, it's, it's so easy to relate to. It's uh, That's just so impressive to me. And that's that's definitely inspirational. Are there that's any like, like to do. current guys who you're like... Um, honestly, recently I haven't been watching a lot of stand-up. Or, no. um, I should. I really me should. Because I think I you can borrow more. energy from those comedians. Oh, yeah. Um by the way, do you do who do you know who that was? There's some guy who goes to Natura, and if you're listening to this, stop doing this, guy. Uh, <laughs> y- he, you are just doing Dimitri Martin's bits. Wait, really? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that, and I, I don't know how he never gets called out on it. But like, I just sit there and I'm like, he's just telling Dimitri Martin jokes. What? Like, what are some of the jokes that he? Um, it's been a long I honestly, I honestly don't remember which one specifically. What? That's but I, I know it. I'm just I listened to it, and like I I didn't it didn't click the first time that I heard it. I was just like, oh, maybe I've seen this guy before. And that's why I know these jokes. But then someone else mentioned it to me. They were like, oh, this guy who just did Dimitri Martin jokes. And I'm like, holy shit, that's what that was. That's fucked up. Like, that's not, that wasn't, he wasn't, I don't know, I didn't understand. And Dimitri <laughs> Martin's jokes are so specific. Yeah. You know? Because <laughs> like, I get crazy paranoid about that. I, I practice my jokes with Brian Goodwin and Michael mm-hmm. are sometimes. And I'm always very self-conscious of being like taking something from another comedian because mm-hmm. like you said you can borrow energy yeah i've started i've started practicing uh and i'm not going to do it forever but practicing like some of the ways that like donald glover and aziz i'm sorry will move on mm-hmm. the stage even some of donald glover's like like uh uh his speech patterns and stuff not to imitate him exactly but seeing what i find funny about that yeah i'm always super self-conscious of take there are jokes that i've i will google and be to see if someone else has used it I, I, I do that I do that also. Um, but someone once told me, like I told them that I do that, and they were like, "Oh, I never Google my jokes. I don't want to know." <laughs> they were like, True. "I don't want to know if anyone's t- came up with my joke because fuck it, it's my joke, you know." Like I, I I didn't get it from anyone, so who cares if I yeah if it's similar? Like it's like The Simpsons did it, you know? Yeah, like exactly. it's all, some everything's already been done in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So and like, uh, what's fun is you can borrow. This is kind of changing the subject a little bit, but you can borrow uh, topics from other comedians. Right. I like that, and like because you can take your own spin on it. Like they'll talk about you know one, like um, I, I used to do this joke um, about how fishing is a crueler sport than hunting, and uh, I came up with that while watching um, Mitch Hedberg. And oh, he was talking about so he was talking about fishing. I don't remember what that joke is. About. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, one. I don't remember what the joke is exactly that he did, but he he's talking about fishing, and like I was like, hey. I just that popped into my head and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And I'm yeah. not like stealing his joke. It's just you took that. I took topic. that topic and it like it inspired me to come up with my own bit. Yeah, and I get to do that now. So yeah. that's cool. and see, that's the way to do it. That's what I mean. That's what inspiration is. Like mm-hmm. I want to uh, stand up. I hate calling stand up like my second love because it means so much to me. Film mm-hmm. is like what I want to do yeah. more than anything. Stand up is like right there with it. Film's just a little bit higher, but it's the same thing with film where it's like. So many things are borrowed from things that came before. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's all just inspiration. No idea is completely original. And I say this to my friend all the time about cliches where it's like, 
you know, some days people will say like, oh, that's so cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason, and that's yeah, because they work. Exactly. <laughs> you know? There's a, like, there's a, there's a science behind, um, why people laugh at certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite comedian is a guy, uh, Mike Perbiglia. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, sure. he's pretty, yeah, he's pretty clean, mm-hmm. um, and he really has gotten it down to, like, just precision yeah like someone i remember listening to a show where he got in a fight with another comedian and they called him out and they were like you're not even like a good comic like you don't go up and uh improvise anything you're all just like you have so everything so pre-rehearsed and i'm like that's not talent yeah, yeah that's still like what's what, what's wrong with that yeah one of the coolest things about comedy is that there are no fucking rules exactly. <laughs> like like there's no like specific i mean it, there is science there is science to it like you said but like you don't have to follow anything like no. that you can just go up there and do what you think is funny and like you whatever you want to do and then if it works it works if it doesn't then, then <laughs> better try working. again yeah. <laughs> you know i just got Come into, with something else i got into the idea recently of that you have to like because when i first started i was like oh i'll just do the same jokes like every week whatever but mm-hmm. then i not even recently in the past year really hammering down the idea in my brain of like oh you actually have to like workshop jokes yeah. you have to go to different crowds see how different people react to it kind of take notes on that see how you can tweak it and everything and that i would say is a fun and not fun part of the process oh yeah there are sometimes sure. things i'm like this is gonna kill mm-hmm. and then i go and i'm like oh no absolutely nothing no what other like what other things are you interested in um, that you would like to pursue even oh wow um, I like rapping really fast. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? this is, how did I not have that in my brain already? <laughs> I, I like to do that. Uh, I'm not particularly great at writing yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. That's what Brad is for. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I actually, that was an, also a recent development, something I found out I could do um, just by listening to Watsky and like oh, rapping yeah. along to his songs. And I was like, wow, I can like, move, I can do that. And it, it's, 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 I don't know if it's like a... It's it's so much easier than like singing, yeah. you know, because you don't have to. You're just talking fast, and I, I already talk fast, so yeah. I just talk faster and like with like the right inflections and stuff. And I don't know, that's fun. So that's, that's something, awesome. I, and I like to you know, obviously I incorporate that in my stand up a little bit. Yeah. I do that one. Uh, I do Watsky's Pale Kid rap raps fast at the end of like all my sets, which is always so awesome. <laughs> Every time, I'm everyone, like, oh, all the people who work at Nature are so sick of hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just like Ryan, just do a different song, come up with. Some like, no, what if one day you did the most gangster song ever? You did like a Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> song. That would be so. I'm dope. gonna do nothing but Wu Tang for the rest <laughs> of my. <laughs> that would be so fucking awesome. So, so rapping fast is like. Are you ever? Are you planning to ever like release your own? I would like to. Uh, Ryan Goodwin and I actually have spent some time together. We occasionally like when we can like our schedules. When they line up, we'll uh, we'll just hang out, and he'll he writes amazing beats. Oh yeah, like Goodwin is music. Fuck Goodwin because this is his his episode. But you know what? Fuck him for being so talented, also, and being able to do what we do as well as you know as well as as that. well as just be a badass musician. But so he writes these phenomenal beats, and I listen. I'll try it. We like freestyle together a little bit occasionally, which nice. also I need to practice. Oh, I'm so bad. <laughs> but um, I don't know. He so he, we're, we we want to. Ideally, we'd like to write an album together. Nice. Which would be amazing, but the time time constraints are a thing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this summer I'm not taking any classes, so I'll be able to spend a lot more time like doing uh, comedy, doing music, doing all those things I want to work on, yeah. rather than like being stuck on campus at UCF writing code. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, first of all, before I get into my next thing, mm-hmm. if you guys do an album, I want a guest feature, Little Seizures in Red Wine. Oh, of course. Please. Uh, uh, you can put it right after my track, uh, Wawa and Chardonnay. <laughs> Which sounds like an arguably better combination. <laughs> Wawa's pretty dope. I uh, Something you mentioned to me uh, a couple weeks ago was that you were planning on um, touring, like doing your own sort of tour. Yeah, I would like to. Um, that's something I'm either going to do... I'll probably... I, I'm supposed to graduate with my bachelor's in computer science in the fall. Nice. Um, it was going to be the summer, but I wasn't going to take, I would have had to take five classes right now and Ooh. that sounds ridiculous. No. So no. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to have my summer off. I'll graduate in the fall. And then after that, I, before I go back to get my master's degree, I want to be ideally doing some sort of freelance app development. Right. Um, and I just want to drive around the country and just like 
tell jokes, you know? Like, yeah. I just go to open mics. I can do, you know, there's couch surfing. So, like, out there, you don't have to pay for hotels and stuff. There's exactly. just people over who will let you sleep on their couch and yeah. half the time they feed you, which yeah. is awesome. And you meet so many cool people. And I can just, like, write code in coffee shops and yeah. get paid and be able to afford this kind of life and at least do it for a month, yeah. two months, whoever, whoever, who cares? And as so long as I can. <laughs> I was so happy when you said that to me because I don't think enough people think in terms of, like, here's the thing I want to do. So I'm going to find a way to do it. Yeah. You know, especially when you're pursuing something like comedy, because it's when I told my mom I want to like I'm seriously pursuing comedy now. Like I'm not just doing it as a hobby. I really and she thought that was it. a joke. She <laughs> basically she was like, "Oh, you are really are good. You actually should consider." It. I was like, "Well, I'm serious." But she she was worried, and she was like, "You know, like it's such a, like a flimsy business." She mm-hmm. I mean I say this in one of my sets, but she talked. To, like, the first thing that she said to me, she was, like, age is real. And I was like, I don't see this correlation at all, but cool. But I, it's frustrating to me because life is, like, and I'm not saying it in a grim way, but life is short, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the idea that I'm going to die one day has, like, put it in my brain, like, oh, I really can, don't get me wrong, like, within reason, mm-hmm. do anything I want yeah. if I find a way to do it. Because even that, like, there are people who will let you bum at their place, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, you know, that's... I love the, like, the do-it-yourself kind of attitude, you know? And I don't think enough people think like that. That's awesome. You know? (laughs) But what... Do you say that there's any fear that goes along with that with you, or...? I mean, definitely. I I haven't, you know, gone off on my own. Like, that that it's going to be a little lonely, I guess. I'm a really sociable person. I've always had (laughs) a pretty pretty large group of, like, close friends. Like, a tight-knit group. Like, I... I have five roommates, you know, like right now, yeah. and they're all like people who I'm like really close with. They're all my, like, it's my brother, my cousin, you know, they're all, it's all family and stuff and just people who I consider family. And so it's kind of, kind of scary going off and just saying, bye guys, yeah. I'm going to go do this and see what happens. And so you're, so you're less, you're not scared about not being able to do it as much as how it's going to change like things in your life. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, definitely. I, I, I don't know if I can actually figure out a way to be doing freelance app development that quickly that's kind of something right. that i i would ideally have already worked in the field and gotten the the technical training that i really need cuz UCF like my, my computer science degree is a lot more about theory we right. don't we don't really get a lot of like practical application and that's a problem okay. um that's just a that's a flaw in that program but um <laughs> but like it's that's something that i need to actually learn how to do correctly cuz like i i could probably like throw a a bullshit app together, but like for it to be something that people actually want to use and people, you know, that's functional enough and that follows all the industry standards, like that's a whole nother story, you know? Right. So I'd like to, that's why I'm excited about this job at Lockheed. I'd like to do some programming with like an actual uh, set of, like I'll have some actual real training, real world experience in it. Nice. And then I can use that training to apply to what I want to do also, right. like, on the side, you know? Awesome. So that'll be cool, hopefully. See, you're like a, you seem like a person who has, like, okay, I want to do this, I'm going to do it. I want to do this, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And that's very hard for me. I'm kind of, mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who's like, I want to do this, I will try to do it. I don't know if it's going to work out. I, I think it's, I think I might, I might, it sounds more impressive than it is. Like, I, I've, uh, like, it, it's a, I have a really hard time, like, self-starting on a lot of things right um like i have i have a lot of trouble focusing uh and like i'll sit down i'll isolate myself in a room and nice cup of coffee and like just my computer right in front of me and just what i need to do right in front of me and i'll just you know 10 minutes later i've got 30 tabs open and like i'm doing 100 different things and nothing related to what i was what i sat down to do yeah and so that's (laughs) no that's a problem would you overall would you consider yourself an optimist Oh, yeah. Yeah? (laughs) Without a doubt. How do you do that? How do you... I... I don't know. (laughs) Because, see, I thought... I didn't think that this would be the case. I... I would actually be very surprised if it was. I was like, maybe I'm going to talk to Ryan today. It's going to turn out, like, even though he's super extroverted and, like, a social butterfly, he's actually, like, super pessimistic and, like, a nihilist. No. No. I mean, like, I have... (laughs) I don't know. I guess, like... I, I'm very much just a glass half full kind of guy. I, yeah. I like that. Like I like it's just life's life sucks if you look at it without like with that with that like lens. It's like the pe- the pessimistic lens. It's just it makes it makes things like really 
not fun, and I I, yeah. I want to be I want things to be fun yeah. instead. And I don't know. I just I like to laugh, and I like to make people laugh. So being happy and doing that helps with that. Just a simple. <laughs> I like that so much. See, I have a. Don't get me wrong. I I do like being around people a lot, mm-hmm. but it has to be very like specifically timed. Yeah. Like. There are so many times where I'm just like, I gotta be by myself for the whole day. Are you ever like that? Yeah, or? definitely. Uh, I actually, surprisingly, I took a, I took one of those, like, bullshit online quizzes once, but, like, I, I it, it came out that I was, like, 59% extroverted and 41% introverted. Oh, wow. And I think that's, that's cool because I can, I do like spending that time, like, on my own. I like, you know, sitting at my computer and just, like, working on a project or something for a long time and, like, isolating myself. I don't... I don't always want to be surrounded by, you know, hundreds of people, yeah. but I, I do love being surrounded by people yeah. and interacting. Like, I, I throw parties at my house, and I'll... They're I just, so awesome. I just run. I just run around the house. I'm, I'm like, drunk as shit, and I'm just running around, like, talking to everyone. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. This, blah. Just run to the next person. What's up? What's up? But, like, I don't know. Sometimes I just really do want to sit down in my room. I work at Barnes & Noble. I like to read. Yeah. You know, like, I... I like to spend time on my own too. Yeah. So see, I'd say your parties are like a good metaphor for like you because <laughs> most parties I go to, there are a bunch of people. I get super like social anxiety. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna like stand over here. The parties I've been to that you've thrown are always. It's just so fun and like inviting, and everyone is there. That's what I try to, to do. Time. That's it's exactly awesome. that's exactly the vibe we're going for. So I really appreciate that. It's so uh, <laughs> the last one uh, when you guys had the Christmas one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian Van Leer, another comic, was there, and he comes up to me, and he's like, yeah, we should do sets outside for people. And I was like, yeah, a lot of people are really drunk, I don't know if it's a good idea. And he goes, no, I just did one for this kid. And he points, and it's like a foreign exchange student, and the kid had the biggest smile on his face. And I was like, alright, we definitely <laughs> should awesome. do it then. Uh, now, it's something you don't have to go too far into, if you, mm-hmm. you know you're not no, comfortable with it. Um, I feel like, and I've heard it referenced by other people, that you are really good when it comes to women. <laughs> um, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, I do all right. You I, know, I'm not, I'm not hurting, like, in the department. How do you but, do that? I'm asking more for yeah, myself yeah, than um, the listeners. <laughs> I, I think just, just try, just talking to people really, like, I mean, um, you know, some, someone who, like, who is really, really good with women is Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor. <laughs> that man. Do you know Kevin? Do you know? I don't think so. You, you've, he goes to nature a lot. Okay. But um, I don't know how he does it. I mean, I, he's, I guess he's just charming, I think, is yeah. the biggest thing. But, like, man. Just, really? Just makes me look like a total scrub. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot recently because I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm not old at mm-hmm. all, but I'm getting older, more into, like, the actual adult years. And I'm like, I am kind of at that point where I would like to be in, like, an actual relationship with mm-hmm. someone. And so I've been talking a lot about it with my friends, uh, girls and guys. And just about the idea of, like, oh, it's like, I want to be friends with you, but even more than that. Yeah. And how to convey that without being, like, too forward or, like, weird. And that's a really hard concept for me to grasp. So most times mm-hmm. I just, like, stay away from it. I was just yeah. like, uh. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not... In the same place, I, I really don't want a relationship with anyone. Right. Uh, I did. I've been. I've been in like several long term relationships. Like I, I actually moved to Orlando with the girl I was dating, right. and I mean that didn't work out. And mm. then like, and then uh, a year or two later, I started dating one girl I dated for two years. Oh wow! And then I just I, since then I've just been like I just want to do me. I just want to focus on me. That's awesome. And like that's just been going so well. Like yeah. I can just I can just hang out with whoever I want, talk to whoever I want. I don't have to, I don't like the idea, I don't like having to like report to someone, you know? Yeah. Or like having, like even, I guess, like it's not necessarily a thing for all relationships that's true, but there's, there's just stuff that comes with being in a relationship that's like, hey, like I, you, you, I, you probably want to like know what's, what's happening. Like where I like, like, I don't know, like if I go to some random party, I don't want to be like, Oh, I have to, you know, make sure this person knows like where I'm doing, what's going on, because like, you know, if you're dating someone, you are concerned like who's who they're hanging out with at random parties, you know. Like, yeah. And I don't know. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. See, that's scary. And as someone who's been in a relationship, maybe you could, you know, let me in a bit on this. The I'm so scared of being in a relationship and then 
the insecurity that'll come with it. Like how you were saying, like you check in with the person. Yeah, I would be the person who's like, "Hey, could you just there, like, text yeah, me?" I am too. I like I I'm when I when I am like dating someone, like I I get everyone gets jealous, yeah. you know, and which which is good because then it shows that you're like actually like are concerned about the relationship and you don't want to like lose that person. So that's yeah. good. But I think there's the difficulty is finding the right balance. Yeah. Like, um, cause you don't want to like, you don't want to feel too like tied down. Like in any, like, cause being, I feel like a lot of people like, uh, and this is something I've actually been, I've been tweeting about, like preaching about in all caps. <laughs> and it's just like a lot of people like, and people I've seen, people I know, people who I've dated also, um, they think that finding a relationship is equated to finding happiness or like, like that's what like, that's where, and once they find a significant other, like that's what is going to like make them happy. And that, it doesn't work like that. Right. Like you can't, like, you can't just be like, oh, now I have this person to spend all my time with. So I, I'm good now. I'm, but like you, you have to get your shit together. You have to like, you have to be happy with yourself before you can ever even like continue or even pretend to be happy with someone else. Yeah. You know, it's just, it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That is very true. And I didn't really take that idea seriously Mm -hmm. until I got older and I was like, wait a second. If I can't stand being by myself when I'm with someone, it's going to be a little weird probably. And like, imagine, imagine like being that other person and then like, they, you, that other person has to have that, they're like a crutch almost. They're, yeah. they're like, like they're the re, like they're what's making, if they feel like they're all that's making you happy, like that's, that's a lot of pressure, you yeah. know? Like they're like, hey, I'm, you're still a human being. Like you get married, you can, you can get married, have children. Like you're still a person. Like yeah. you're not like you, you're also dad, but you're not like, you're still whoever you are yeah. and you need to, you need to hold on to that. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to ever let that go. I don't want to like become just a husband or just a father or just like even just a comedian, even yeah. just a, a programmer. I don't want to be just any of those things. I don't want to be Ryan. Yeah. You, know? you don't want to like lose your identity. Yeah. Like a title. And that's, I don't know that that's something that I've been really, really adamant about lately. That's, yeah, I just, I'm trying to push forward. Yeah. I want to, I want to spread that. I want more people to like see that. You know that helps me. I hope people who are listening <laughs> take that seriously because that's genuinely good. Like, you know, the idea of like identity and who you are not getting lost in mm-hmm. that within like you know titles or relationships yeah. and stuff. Like those are all they're not they're not bad things. Like those are all like awesome things. Like like having like a, you have a partner in your life pretty much. You have like a partner in crime. It's like having a best friend who you also get to fuck and like that's cool <laughs> and like but like. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like, but that can't be it. Yeah. Like, because it won't be fun. Yeah. It won't be all fun. It'll just... I listen to, do you know the rapper Logic? Yeah. He's yeah. great. That man, he, he's another rapper, Rubik's Cube. Rubik's yeah, he can Cube, do it blindfolded, yeah. though. I can't, I can't do he that. He can do it blindfolded? Supposedly. I saw, an, I saw an ad for a show, and it was like, have you ever seen Logic solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded while freestyling? And I was like, nope, but I fucking want to. <laughs> they were like, we'll play it. They were like, uh, coming in a couple years. Yeah. Have to learn it first. I saw an interview with him where he was saying that uh, he's married, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not something he, like, he's not, like, yeah, I actually didn't know. Him. I didn't know he was. Yeah, married. I no. didn't either. He's like a super young dude. He's like a couple years older than us. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he would trade. And you see how passionate he's about rap when oh, he yeah. talks. He said he would trade all of that for like his wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I've ever felt that way about anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever felt so passionate about someone that I would rather be in a relationship with them than not pursue film and comedy. That's. I think that's good. That's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. I I guess like. I mean, that's, like, one of those, like, great mysteries. Like, maybe, like, maybe one day I'll meet someone and I'm like, oh, wow, like, fuck everything else. Like, I love you, you know? Like, yeah. that's, um, you're amazing and I want to, like, you know, commit all of my everything to you. But I, I, I just, that scares me because I don't want to give up me, right? you know? Exactly. That's what, I was like, if I meet someone like that, then that kind of destroys a part of myself mm-hmm. that I'd been like, oh, you're a filmmaker and a comedian. Even if you aren't where you want to be yet, yeah. that's what you're pursuing. That's what, you, that's a part of who you are. And I was like, I don't know if I want to meet someone I love that much. Yeah, right? Like, and, I don't know, I, I have this, like, and it's part of, like, how, like, the way I'm, the sociableness that I do is, like, like I kind of, I kind of fall in love with, like, everyone I meet. Like, sorry, keep going. No, 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 go ahead. I, you have input? I, I'm the same. Yeah, it's, like, every, I meet someone and I'm just like, like, and it's not even, like, like, 
uh, not not just like you know females who I'm interested in like yeah. yeah whatever like but it's also just like like people I meet like just anyone and I'm like wow you're like an awesome person I want to hang out with you I want to get to know you and like and but it's it's guys and girls and I don't ever want being in a relationship to hold me back from like meeting people yeah you know and I don't know that just that scares me it's horrifying because I have been in relationships where like that's something like they like they're overly jealous you know and they yeah. they can't. They don't. They don't like the idea of me having female friends, and, and I I'm imagine like, that's hard for you because you're so. Yeah, like, I. I, and I was like, I. I can't do that. Yeah. That's why I'm not in those relationships anymore. Yeah. But I don't know. See, you touched on something there, and it's something <laughs> that I have a very hard time with. Mm-hmm. And I, you said it like the exact same way that I think about it. Where it's like you fall in love with everyone. Yeah. I a couple months ago, I was talking to a friend, and. It had someone had told her that I had feelings for, her. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "You don't understand. I have feelings for you, but I have feelings for like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens. Like yeah. you're not like an isolated case. It's just a thing, and I hate it. You and en- do you enjoy that? Like, because I hate it so much. Like, like falling in love with everyone. Yeah. Um, I it's, think it's the it's worst. bittersweet. Bittersweet. I think it's bittersweet because uh, it gives me like the opportunity to like I don't know, like th- throw. Like I get, I get to like establish really strong friendships, and okay. like there's people like um, there's actually shout out shout out to my friend Vicky uh, who moved to Tennessee, Vicky J. She's fucking amazing, and like I met, I wouldn't, I we I wouldn't have like become like close friends with her like mm-hmm. if I was like dating someone who like was iffy about that stuff, and like I just like like she's one of the closest friends in the world, and. I lost kind of where I was going with this, <laughs> but like, like there was there was something what, what, what about was... the idea of like falling in love. With yeah, you like I, 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 like I met I meet people like that, and I'm just like, I want to like become your best friend. I want to like get, I want to do stuff with you, and I want to have fun, and like go on adventures, and like do whatever the fuck. I want to learn like what you like to do, and do all that fun shit, and listen to the music you like, and yeah. I don't know. That's it's just awesome. <laughs> See, that's hard for me because I take it more as like. My mind will always be like, okay, I'm really starting to enjoy this person, especially because you know it'll happen with it'll happen with guys and girls. Mm-hmm. With guys, it'll be more like I want to just hang out with you all the time, yeah. wanna, like best buds. But the girl, a lot of times, it'll be that or like I really wish we were dating. Yeah, and it's both, both women stop. They need to stop being so pretty. Stop, right? God. Can you not? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but it, Sorry, it ends on. up being. <laughs> It ends up being both where, in both sides of them, where I'm like, I hate that I'm feeling like this because I know one day it's going to stop. Mm-hmm. And that really bugs me. It got to the point where I told two close friends of mine, very close, like two of my best friends, that I was like openly like, I kind of wish I weren't friends with, wasn't friends with you. I wish I had the ability to not be friends with you guys. Mm-hmm. I would rather just be by myself because when you become attached to people, then it sucks that much more when that's like not a thing anymore. That's true. I I definitely get that. That's like say like be becoming so close with someone for so long and then like not and that's that's something I uh I I'm on good terms with most of my ex-girlfriends. Right. Um there are a few who don't want to be on good terms with me and that's whatever. <laughs> I understand. Um but like like for example my um my ex-girlfriend uh Caitlin, she she like which I dated in like 2012. Like this was like years and years ago. But I was in Jacksonville a few weeks ago, and like um, this is right before, right at the beginning of the year. Uh, I my mom and my stepdad and my sister we all or they all picked me up, and like we got into a real like a bad car accident. It wasn't like horrible. Like, we were all fine, but we got into a car accident leaving Orlando, and then my mom's car we couldn't drive back. She couldn't drive me back to Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, Caitlin, can you? Give me a ride back to Orlando. We can like catch up and everything will be fun. And she did, and it was just That's awesome. awesome. And I was like, and I posted a Facebook status about. I was like, guys, like if you can, like because when you when you date someone, you're dating them because you like you like you just genuinely like really enjoy that person a lot, you know. Yeah. And like even after you break up, just because you're not banging anymore, doesn't mean that you like don't still think that person's awesome. Like I mean, people change for sure, but yeah, why does that have to like? not why why can't why does that friendship have to end that's so you know true. and like I, I understand like there are some circumstances where like you don't you definitely don't want to be and like there are there are lots of negatives like yeah. or a lot of like really negative situations that if if you're in like a bad like a awful relationship like don't don't try to stay on good terms with that person because yeah. they're probably a negative influence on your life but like if it's just like something that it just didn't work out you know yeah. like then Fuck it. Like, why, yeah. why can't why can't you maintain like some 
non-animosity towards each other and because you obviously have a lot in common you probably have mutual friends yeah you know you probably like you, why i don't know like I, you said there's a reason that you yeah there's them. a reason you dated them so yeah. like like i don't see why that can't also translate to just being friends with them eventually you know yeah. see, and like I, I, time I, time definitely helps out with that also oh yeah <laughs> I, I don't imagine like the next day you're like yeah. so you want to have a movie yeah. not that doesn't work out very well <laughs> see i've never been in a serious relationship mm-hmm. but any any people that I have had feelings for where it wasn't mutual, um, the people that I have stayed friends with, I'm always so happy about that. That's awesome. Because it's like, yeah, there's a reason I liked you aside from, you know, any superficial things. Exactly. You know? There's just more to it than that. Yeah. But that's a hard thing for a lot of guys to grasp. I have a lot of friends. I kept a lot of my friends, like, from high school when Mm -hmm. I moved here. And so they're not exactly... We don't have necessarily much in common, mm. you know, because when I got here, I met other filmmakers, other comics, you know, um, other like more like introverted people. And so if I'm friends with someone, they'll be kind of like, why are you still like hanging out with someone that you're not like doing anything with? And I'm like, because they're a good person. Yeah, because they have fun. We're like friends. <laughs> what, do I, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't when I enjoy their company. You're not allowed to be like friends with like. The gender that you like. Yeah, see, I hate that. I hate that concept, and that's it's, that's all too common, especially like just with like a lot of people I know. Like, can't they can't they? I, I know people who are like, I I don't talk to any of my exes, and yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah, like what's what's the problem? Like, like I mean, if you're like, I guess you just like absolutely don't want them in your life, then I understand that, but. You're friends. denying yourself. Yeah, something. yeah. Like you could not. You could have that connection with, and like it doesn't have to be something awful. It doesn't have to be something that's that's a negative in your life. It can be a positive, and that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, tying into like relationships and stuff. Like when what it, what I was talking about the idea of like uh, being attracted to someone the mm-hmm. other day, but being attracted to someone for who they are. Mm-hmm. And I watched a movie a while ago. Uh, it's by Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother. People should watch this movie. Happy, thank you more, please. It's a great movie. And the one of the people in the movie has a line where she says, like, yeah, I didn't find this guy attractive, but I got to know him, and it kind of changed how he looks mm-hmm. to me. The whole... I was having, not an argument, but a discussion with my friend about, like, the perceived idea of, like, physical attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say that you're, you know... I mean, I'm not going to blind say I... There are specific things that I'm, a, I'm yeah, attracted yeah. to, you know. But would you say that's something for you where it's like, you know, you could kind of like anyone or... I mean, not anyone, least, but yeah, like... Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. And um, like, I definitely... Like, I think like getting to know someone like, and like learning... Seeing a personality that you really enjoy, even if like you weren't initially attracted to them, like... Once you get to know them and you're like, oh, wow, this person's, like, really cool and they, they like, this thing and that thing and all that stuff and, like, we get along really well and it's, like, you still, like, you, you can, you, I, I've seen, I've found myself, like, attracted to people who I didn't find attractive before and I'm, like, right. wow, you know, like, now I got to know you and, like, you're actually a really hot person. Yeah. Because, and it's, it's, like, and, like, even, like, you're physically attractive and, like, you have this, you know, yeah. all this stuff and that's just awesome. Yeah. Like... I don't know. That, that idea just really bums me out. There's two, but regardless, uh, is there anything that you would say? Like, if you were talking to a friend and you were recommending anything, books, mm-hmm. movies, TV shows that you're really enjoying right now? Oh, um, definitely uh, a couple Netflix shows I'll plug. Yes, which are really. Uh, if you haven't watched uh, Jessica Jones yet, oh, Jessica Jones was amazing. It, it's it's really good. Um, if especially if you like Daredevil or just Marvel in general, it's a. Uh, it's a fantastic, and there's the the villain is David Tennant. Yeah, David Tennant, uh, very very interesting villain, and mm-hmm. I just I highly recommend that show. And then um, uh, for humor wise, uh, F is for Family. I haven't I, watched that yet. I've very it's good. Great. It's uh, I think one of the creators is Vince Vaughn, and it's um, really? I don't remember who voices the main guy, but it's some other comedian. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah Bill Burr voices the dad. Yeah. yeah, and that that show is hilarious. There's only six episodes, so if you have like. It's like three hours of your life, you know. Yeah. Like, like, give it a shot. It's it's short. It's like it's a family like growing up in the seventies, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's uh, and then watch it so good. they can make more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'd like to see a season two of that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, books. One of my favorite books is uh, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonne- Vonnegut. Vonnegut. Okay. Vonnegut. Is What's... it Vonnegut or Vonnegut? I don't know. I should know. I'm not a reader. But I don't know. <laughs> um. But uh. 
the very often in that book, um, almost I think there's almost three hundred times in that book. I know are we probably running low on time? Oh, no, no, it doesn't matter. Okay, um, like he says it almost three hundred times in the book. Um, shit, I'm totally blanking on what he says now. <laughs> That's super embarrassing. Uh, so it goes. So is it what goes. he says. He says so it goes every time he references any sort of death. And uh, it's it's death like not just like it's a, it's a not it's an anti-war novel um, in the end. But like uh, what he any time whether it's a person dying, whether it's a roach dying, whether it's a, a compute like or like some something some device powering off, and he refers to it in like a, a death way. He says so it goes, okay. and I don't know. It's just that that's just a really really awesome thing for me. <laughs> like I really yeah. enjoyed that and that book. It's short, so like check out that um, one more. Uh, my favorite as book. Many as you want. My favorite book of all time is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. I actually never have. I've never oh heard. man, what uh, my favorite uh, my favorite part is when she meets a Cheshire cat and uh, she asks which way she should go. There's a fork in the road, and she's like, "Oh, should I go this way or this way?" And he goes, "Well, where you, where you want to go, or where you trying to go, where you try to end up?" And she's like, "I don't know." And he goes, "Well, it doesn't matter then." <laughs> and and that just always, I was like, fucking yeah, <laughs> like, Damn. like who cares? Just do, like, go with what you feel and, like, yeah. do what makes you happy unless what makes you happy is, like, killing kittens, in which case maybe get a job uh... euthanizing kittens, which will probably be the sanest way to handle that, but please do that instead of, like, going out and killing kittens. But, yeah, do, do like, what makes you happy and then you'll be happier. Yeah. yeah. See, okay, before we, well, before we get into the the game, which you don't have to necessarily play. I'll, I'll give it a shot. It, it a it's going gonna, gonna to be embarrassing, but I'll give it a shot. I Here's how I described it to someone. I was like, I have a very lousy time playing this game, mm-hmm. which is why I do it, because it kind of like puts me in a situation where it's like, I have to find a way to have fun with this, mm-hmm. and I'm really bad at it. Most guests, I feel like so far, haven't really liked the game, but I'm like, we're uncomfortable together, so it's all good. I'm totally down to be uncomfortable with Sweet. You. Okay, so <laughs> before you do the game, uh, usually I ask the guests for like, a piece of advice. I feel like this whole thing is you've just been giving like these this, these parts of wisdom. So, I I want to I really appreciate this, because I've been trying to vocalize all of these thoughts I'm for so a while, glad. and I'm really happy that I've gotten, like, this, this particular conversation has let me, like, Unleash it all. Of course, I've been man. trying to like make all that into one concise something, yeah. and I got to do that here, so that was cool. And see, <laughs> I, I'm curious if you can, if you can, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. If you could give people who are listening who may, you know, kind of be more on the downside of things, mm-hmm. which is someone like me, like a just a, a, I guess how you view life and how you go about like being mm-hmm. positive. You know, what would that be? Um, I phrase that so. No, no, no. I see. What you, I understand what you're saying. Uh, like, it's it's kind of a hard question to answer, but I'll I'll give it a shot. Like, I guess just trying to like find the bright side of things. It would, right. I mean, it's 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 it sound it is cliche, but like you said earlier, like cliches are cliches for a reason. Exactly. Like that's that's why like they're cliches because they resonate and they like stay relevant and like that's what it is really like you like shitty things happen like to everyone we all have like really we're all gonna have like fucking awful experiences in life and like just kind of being like well could be worse you know i've got i've got all these things going for me and that's and i can like do this and just kind of look on the bright side i don't know you are the best friend (laughs) you are the best person (laughs) Okay, we're going to play an improv game that's okay. actually changed recently. It used to be called Blank and Blank Riding Bicycles. Mm-hmm. Now it's Blank and Blank at a Party. Okay. So you give me someone. It could be it could be just a, a famous figure, mm-hmm. a celebrity. I'll give you someone, and we're just going to improv them at a party. I usually cut it off after like 20 seconds because that's <laughs> about how much I can take. Okay. Of, you know. So is there anyone that you're like particularly good at? I know you said you don't really do impressions, but I, I could just pretend I'm doing a Seth Rogen impression. I've been told I sound oh. like him a lot, but whoa, <laughs> I never put that together. There is a <laughs> Seth Roganish, you know, I, I've got, uh, especially when I'm wearing my glasses, I got, I've gotten that a lot. Like when I was like, I don't know. I've, I heard that a lot in my life, but um, I don't. I don't really want to do a Seth, <laughs> Seth Rogen impersonation, so we don't have to do that. How about mm, I always every episode? I think if you go back, you can hear. I think I always ask people to do Obama, and oh, yeah. few people ever want to. Do you want to do Obama? I'll I'll give it a shot. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, who would you like for me? There's no one I'm particularly good um, at, so... Let's do Donald Trump, Donald since we're Trump, doing, uh, like, presidential, uh, uh, quote-unquote, hopefuls. Quote <laughs> 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 oh, man. Okay, so blank and blank at a party. Uh, who do you... Who should start? Do you want to start? Um, sure. Okay. Alright, so, 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 like, we're, we're at a party, and we're Donald Trump and Barack Obama just, Barack like, Obama. running into each other at a party. Alright. Oh, this is gonna be so bad. <laughs> it always is. So, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm thinking that we should. See, this just sounds like me. I'm thinking that we should uh, go talk to those people over there about how. Those I people should... right over there. Go right over there. Right over there. About how I should be the next president of the United States. After me? My, my successor. Uh, your successor and your better, Mr. Uh, Barack Obama, Hussein Obama. What are you trying to say? I'm saying that you're not good for this country, and that you should leave. Well, I, I'll take that to heart. I, I suppose I, I have been here for many years, and probably my whole life, in fact. Well, I'm pretty sure Obama was born. <laughs> I hope so. I know there's a lot of there's a lot of like argument about that. <laughs> But uh, I, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll go. You, you can. Here's my hat. You can be my, pre- you can be the president now. Thank you. All right, we did it. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I like how I like how in it he just kind of accepts that. He's like, he's like, you know what? You're right. I've been thinking about this myself. No one's ever called me out. I think I think Barack's time. a pretty reasonable guy. <laughs> Uh, is there anything, anything you want to like promote? Any pages you have, or any open mics oh, you do? Oh man, um, I mean, I, I do Natura. Like we already, we already plugged Natura. Uh, ooh, um, we we're both doing the uh, Last Night Standing. Yes. At UCF, February third is the first round. Of yes. Weeks? Yeah, February third at seven thirty p.m. at Burger U. Mm-hmm. Uh, come out. There's twenty comedians for the first round, um, and they have amazing garlic fries. And I highly recommend you get the garlic fries and dip them in teriyaki sauce. I will be doing it. It will make you so happy. That makes my <laughs> stomach like growl now. So go out to all of those things. Uh, there are other great comedians um, at these open mics. Michael Almanzar, Ryan mm-hmm. Goodwin, Shannon Burke, uh, Eric Feeling host Nature on Thursdays, sometimes mm-hmm. Sundays. Uh, and then, of course, our guest Ryan Ganyan. And then you can also see me, me there. And so, uh, which is uh, a highlight, really? Which is, I mean, <laughs> listen. So there was something else. Oh, the uh, Facebook page uh, for the Rubik's Cube Club. Oh, right. Um, we can put that in a link. Yeah, I know. think we'll we'll put it in like a description or something okay, awesome. here. I don't I don't know it off the top of my head. I'd have to like I think it's just Cubing Nights. Okay. Um, not not Cuban Nights. <laughs> we're we're not the Cuba Club. <laughs> um, I imagine there might be one. I don't know, but we're the Cubing Nights, and uh, that's Nights with a K because you know University of Florida is the Nights, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what the Facebook page is called. So if you are at all interested in that, it's really fun. Um, puzzles are cool. Yeah, <laughs> so. awesome. So I'll put a link to that. Uh, Ryan, thanks a lot for being here, David. It was awesome. Absolutely. I had an amazing time, so Sweet. thank you. All right. Uh, we shook hands. <laughs> we <laughs> did. Yeah, you guys can't see that. <laughs> right. Later, guys. Hey, everyone. Uh, the audio sounds a little off. It's because I'm not using my mic. Uh, I don't have it right now. Um, but that's just for today. So, yeah, I really liked this episode. I hope you did, too. Uh, Ryan is a super awesome dude. You should see him perform at Natura. He's great. And the music for today, once again, guys, I'm trying, but I kind of dropped the ball again and didn't, like, get someone's music, so I'm just going to throw in one of my fucking songs. And eventually, if I keep doing this, it's going to seem like a ploy to include my stuff, but I acknowledge that my stuff isn't that good. I just like uniformity and like to make sure I end with a song. So thanks for listening, and have an awesome day or night, or just time, whatever you're doing. Goodbye.